Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for the telecast. Brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. theme song singers and as the announcer said i am your host optimus solo and i would like to say hello and welcome to the 28th episode of the telecast brought to you by the geekcast radio network um hopefully everybody's out there is doing good i am back at you with another episode of the telecast and for the second week in a row and the third week overall optimus solo is once again Living up to his name and writing solo. Hit the music, guys. That's right, I couldn't find enough. Uh, television nerds out there to uh, have a good knowledge of these last couple shows. Uh, like I said, I must have watched way too much TV as a kid, even though, like I've said before, I was outside a whole lot and doing stuff and whatnot, but I somehow still managed to watch just about every kid's show on television as a kid, and um, today is no exception. A kind of a rare one, a little bit of a different twist here, so let's just get right into it. Today, I will be talking to you about...
That's right, folks. You actually probably couldn't tell from that uh, intro because it doesn't really give it away, and a lot of you are probably like, hmm, that sounds vaguely familiar, or maybe to some of you it doesn't sound familiar at all. But uh, today we are going to be talking about the ABC Weekend Specials. That's right, folks, the ABC Weekend Specials. It's not our typical topic here, but... uh, I felt like we needed to cover it, and before we get too far into our actual discussion about the ABC Weekend Specials, let me at least tell you guys what the heck it is, if you are not familiar, or if your memory banks are not quite up to uh, par. Uh, ABC Weekend Specials debuted back all the way in 1977, but the reason it works for our season, it's not really an exception for the telecast season one, because it aired from 1977 to 1997. So it was on air for a good um, 20 calendar year, 17 total seasons, according to most online sites. Obviously, and this is no mystery, it aired on ABC, hence the ABC Weekend Specials. And it was usually a 30-minute show, and it lasted for approximately 130 issue or 130 episodes, somewhere around there. It kind of depends on how you number them and which ones you count and which ones you don't count. Um, a couple things. First of all, a lot of the episodes were broken into parts, so you had like part one of a certain story, and then the next weekend you'd get part two, and then maybe you get part three, etc. So a lot of the episodes were broken into parts, so that's why the numbering might be a little bit off for some people. Um, and this is very much like the ABC Afternoon Special, which some people might remember. That one's kind of even more rare than this one. I remember the weekend specials better than the afternoon specials, but ABC did both of them. The afternoon specials were more geared towards a more... Um, slightly more serious tone, a little bit maybe more of a mature audience as far as the kids go, Um, whereas the weekend specials could cater to the youngsters as well, so you got a little bit um, more of a younger slant on the weekend specials, and since I probably watched this as a youngster in the early um, mid-80s, that's probably why the weekend specials resonates a little bit more with me. Now, for those of you that don't know, it was an anthology series that aired specials in both live-action and in animation. So there's not like a consistent thing going on. I mean, it's you had individual stories that were being told in multiple parts sometimes, and then you'd go on to a completely different story. Sometimes you had live-action episodes, sometimes you had animation, um, or maybe even a little bit of both. Um, most notably, the show was hosted by uh, a puppet an orange cat puppet, kind of like, I guess is how you describe him, but hopefully you recognize this name, Captain O.G. Readmore. Captain O.G. Readmore. Usually it was Captain, like as in Captain Crunch with the C-A-P apostrophe N, O period, G period, Readmore as one word. So Captain O.G. Readmore. Um, now this character not only introduced all the stories as kind of like the host or the presenter, um, he also starred in five animated episodes of the show, and he did a bunch of uh, PSAs, and everybody should know what PSAs are, public service announcements, um, that encouraged children to read more. Ha 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 ha. Um, and for those of you that are really interested in the PSAs, uh, continue listening, because you might see or hear, well, you won't see them, but you'll hear them later on, so stay tuned. Um, my memories of ABC Weekend Specials are specifically, I remember watching these with my sister, um, I don't remember exactly what time of the day they aired, but I want to say it was somewhere around the lunch hour. Um, you know, they they did have the after-school special, which obviously was in the afternoon. The ABC weekend special, I want to say, was sometime between, like, 10 in the morning to, like, 1 or 2 in the afternoon. I mean, I know that's a big block, but I remember it somewhere either before or after 
um, lunch was when they aired. And I don't remember any of the specifics about the actual episodes from a ch- from my childhood. What I do remember is Captain O.G. Readmore. I remember him introducing the stuff. I remember his voice perfectly and his look perfectly. The, uh, you put a picture of him in front of me at any point in my life, and I would have been able to tell you exactly who he was. And uh, I do remember the story format and the fact that it was like you were reading a book and you were going into that book and that there were some familiar uh, stories and plots and topics that they did cover. Um, it was also reminded me a bit of, of uh, some of the TV series or, or specials that you used to see for, like, the Babysitter's Club. Um, my sister was big into that, where it's live-action people, but it's kids, and you can relate to them. Because there wasn't a lot of that on TV. I mean, you had your cartoons, and you had your adult shows, but you didn't get a lot of live-action, just straight-up kid shows. Um, and so this kind of gave you that, you know, like a Babysitter's Club, um, Encyclopedia Brown-type vibe to it and if anybody gets that reference wow you get major points and please go to our website and comment that you understood the reference i just made there with encyclopedia brown um so you know i don't have specific memories but i have vague memories of the type of show it was uh the the person that introduced it and whatnot but we're going to get a little bit more into this um and kind of delve into who appeared on the abc weekend specials now usually i don't do a who's who for these more like anthology series but for this one i wanted to mention some stuff because it is a cornucopia of names that hopefully people will remember now like i said there are some animated episodes and some voice work done in this show which is probably another reason why it ended up on the telecast season one and let me just run down some of the voice actors that appeared voicing characters on episodes of the abc weekend specials and this is ridiculous here um michael bell frank welker Bob Holt, Joan Gerber, Hazel Shermit from way back when, Alan Oppenheimer, uh, John Irwin, better known as He-Man, Don Messick, Alan Melvin, Howard Morris, Scatman Crothers, John Stevenson, Janet Waldo, June Foray, uh, Hans Conrad, Linda Gary, Noel North, Peter Cullen, Nancy Cartwright, Hal Smith, um, Tress McNeil, Peter Renaday, Neil Ross, Russie Taylor, B.J. Ward, Bettina Bush, Corey Burton, Charlie Adler, Rob Paulson, Jim Cummings, Elizabeth Daly, and Andy McAfee. Um, wow. I mean, the voice work in this was stellar. I mean, and we're going to get into a little bit more of that because there was a little um, double dipping, I'll call it, but the animated parts of the ABC Weekend Specials were very well voiced, um, and so that was definitely something that added to the value of this show. But there was also quite a few um, actors that you might notice or might recognize that appeared in the live-action segments of the ABC Weekend Specials. Now, most people might not recognize the name Robbie Rist, but I definitely do because Robbie Rist was the person who played Michelangelo in the first uh, live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And he was... He appeared in a couple, actually. He was like a recurring person on the ABC Weekend Specials. He actually played Michelangelo in in all three of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action movies. Um, So I think that's pretty cool. But the other names you should definitely recognize. And we're talking about uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Christian Slater... Uh, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian there, Drew Barrymore, Melissa Joan Hart, Lucille Bliss, Christopher Daniel Barnes, Fred Savage, yeah buddy, Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne, uh, Solil Moon Fry, 
Tom Bosley, Father Dowling, uh, Adrian Barbeau, James Earl Jones, Prince Charles, I'm not stuttering there, Prince, the actual Prince Charles, uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek lore, Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, Florence Henderson and Eve Plum from the Brady Bunch, James Avery from Fresh Prince and the voice of Shredder, as some people might know him. Um, so those are just a few of the ones that really jumped out at me as far as people that uh, appeared in the live-action parts of this uh, this show. And I even think I remember that a couple of them, I think Drew Barrymore, Melissa Joan Hart, or Solil Moon Fry and... A couple of them appeared in the same episode, so I wish I could find those actual episodes. This was actually... Here's a little bit of trivia for you, and I guess I should leave this for later, but this was, according to my sources, Melissa Joan Hart's first ever acting role was as a uh, character on the ABC Weekend Special. So this is where Melissa Joan Hart actually got her start, before Clarissa, uh, before Sabrina, before any of that stuff was ABC Weekend Specials. So like I said, there if you were somehow watching now and listening to the voices on the animated parts or, or being very watchful eye over the live action parts, you would definitely notice and recognize some of the people that were involved in this as you watched it. It's... um. I don't know, it's kind of like when we were talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark, where you just kind of have these random people who are just kids to you, just doing like different stories and telling different stories, but uh, every once in a while you had one that you recognize show up. So that is the who's who of the ABC Weekend Specials. Like I said, most of them appeared once or twice or had recurring roles where they got to play multiple parts, but there's not like recurring characters, so we can't really go into the characters. There really isn't any to talk of. So with that, it is definitely time for... The good, the bad, the ugly. That's right, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly of the ABC Weekend Specials. Um, starting with the theme song like we always do, you heard it at the beginning and the top of the show here. Uh, you know, it's just an instrumental uh, theme song. I do like the beginning and like the initial hook as far as how to get, you know, getting you into the show, but I really prefer my theme songs to have some lyrics or something else catchy besides just that initial musical intro. So the theme song is somewhat lacking. I don't know if I'd call it bad, but I wouldn't call it good either. Um, memorable to me. I still remember it. You know, I mean, I hear it and I instantly know that's the theme song for the ABC Weekend Specials. Maybe some people don't, but, uh, just not the, you know, not top-notch theme song or anything. Uh, there was some stuff we can talk about with the title sequences. Uh, during the series run on Saturday mornings, there was three main title sequence, I guess you can call them packages. Um, they all kind of had a storybook or, like, literary elements um, kind of feel to them. Um, and they did have some characters that would show up now. The first one was from 1977 to 1990. So this was the main one. This is the one that most people will remember, except for maybe some young whippersnappers out there. And that was the pop-up book uh, opening title sequence. Now, this had a stack of books on a library desk and a disco theme tune in the background, which is the one you kind of heard there. Um, a larger book in the middle of the display with the show's title printed on the cover, and it magically opens with the ABC logo printed on the first page, and then all of a sudden you see various figures from literature um, pop out from the book, and then um, it says, you know, children's novels for television, short story specials, 
and then the series title kind of blossoms into view at the end of the intro where it says ABC Weekend Specials. Uh, obviously, this was the longest-running sequence in the show's history going for, you know, 13 of the years. The next four years, from 1990 to 1994, they had a kind of package which there was labeled Reading as Magic. Um, there was a new theme song for this, new visual. Uh, combined computer animation with live action elements as uh, neighborhood kids discovered the wonders of reading with a turn of a page and a little bit of magic. Um, and then the enchanted books are open. The readers become part of the story from they show cowboys to undersea explorers, cave kids. Uh, one of the books, again, like the first one, magically grows and flips open, except this time it has a Captain OG read more ushering the readers in for fun and adventure. Um, so a tiny bit different there. And then for the last three years, from 94 to 97, there was one called Adventures in Reading. Um, it was updated once again. The CGI opener takes place back at the library where we pan through a row of books. The camera stops at a book with the ABC circle signature printed on the spine, the side of it. Uh, the logo then magically pops out and grows arms and legs and leaps to a book on a nearby desk. It opens the book and it dives into an array of worlds and universes inhabited by letters. Uh, the circle figure fights off combatants at a medieval castle, swings a vine in the jungle, and flies through the solar system in its spacecraft. The circle figure ends its journey on the front cover of a book with the show's title beside it. So each one had similar feel with the book, um, just different ways to do it, and there was obviously a different song used. Um, but most people remember the actual pop-up book one. And so there was definitely three different intros, and that's cool. You know, I'm glad that they tried to switch things up being on the air for, you know, 20 years. You, you definitely should do that. You can't keep the 1977 look in 1990s. That probably wouldn't have made sense. So I have no problem with the different title sequences, and it kind of adds a little bit of uh, interesting historical aspects to the show. So, you know, it's not bad. It's not ugly. So I guess we'll title that as good um the closing credits also changed throughout the years um a short version of the theme from the intro played uh usually as a bookmark floats into view gently landing in the closing pop-up book um and then it usually fades in and says you know recommended by the national education association or or this or that that was at least one of the early ones there was different closings closings are never as interesting as the intros um, but I did want to talk a little bit about the actual show as far as topics and, and variety because you did get a definite variety of um, topics covered and as far as um, subject matter. And I just want to kind of briefly go through some of the things that maybe some people would would recognize from the actual episodes that were aired. Because some things were familiar type uh, storylines. Like, as far as the literary type stuff, you had, like, uh, some things that were on Sherlock Holmes type stories. Um, you had a little bit of fairy tale stuff. You had, um, oh, what was the one that I was thinking of just a minute ago? You had uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn type stories. You had, um, oh God, what? Now my mind's going completely. A Velveteen Rabbit uh, story. Uh, the the Sawyer and Huck Finn were called The Adventures of Con Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. They're funny. Um, like I said before, you also had uh, the Captain O.G. Readmore ones where he appeared in, a, in some of the animated forms. And you had a variety of animated stuff and... Uh, 
some some of you aren't going to remember these maybe, but uh, PJ Funny Bunny was in a lot of them. You had the Magic Flute or the Magic Pearl. You had McGee and Me. You had a whole bunch of the Littles, like the television show The Littles. You had Ralph S. Mouse. Um, you had oh gosh, what else? The Mouse and the Motorcycle. You had. Um, Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin, Pippi Longstocking. You had a, a couple different times where they did the adventures or the return of Bungie, if anybody remembers that. Um, so there was a bunch of different... The Secret World of Og. I barely remember that. Miss Switch. Um, and a lot of the puppies or Scruffy. So, I mean, you had a whole bunch of different stuff that uh, you were bombarded with. Now, I don't remember a lot of the animated segments of this show. I mean, I remember the Littles from when the Littles were on, but I don't remember a bunch of the more like independent original animation. To me, the ones that I remember are the actual live-action ones. And like I said, it kind of had a feel of the Babysitter's Club, a little bit of a feel of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, um, where... You had these stories where kids were getting into mischief or kids were exploring like a haunted uh, building or something like that. And as I said, you usually was split into parts and you did have to wait weeks in between parts. That was probably the one bad thing about this. I mean, I guess maybe if you were a kid, you, you remembered it and you were like, oh, you know, I got to make sure I watch this week. But as a kid, I feel that I probably missed a lot of the, the parts. So I didn't get the entire story because if you're showing part one, one week and then part two another week and part three the next week i mean it's hard to keep up with as a kid and there was a ton of two or three parters i think uh one two three four i'm just counting for you right now five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven twenty eight uh twenty nine thirty thirty one thirty two at least 33, um, 34, 35, at least about 35 of the shows were... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Split into two to three parts. So that kind of takes away from it as a kid because usually you probably wanted to see the whole story all in one one foul swoop. Um... I imagine these were all filmed as in one one swoop, but then they broke them down to stretch the show out and give you something to watch every Saturday morning. I mean, I guess they maybe were stretching for content at times, and they didn't have enough to fill their schedule, so they broke all these into different parts, and you only had a half-hour block. So that's, you know, most of these stories are hour or hour-and-a-half-long stories broken into individual half-hour blocks. But I think the one positive about this show was the variety. Um, you definitely had a unique variety of stuff. You didn't know what you were going to get. I mean, unless you knew part two or part three of a, of a topic or a story was coming up, you know, from week to week, you didn't quite know what you were going to get. You basically tune in and OG Readmore introduced you to whatever the topic of the day was or the story of the day was. 
and then you delve into that world. It was very much like, you know, the opening sequences kind of allude to you were some, you know, emerging yourself into the world of the book and becoming part of that world and the characters and everything like that. And, um, you know, you couldn't really have too many expectations. You didn't know what you're going to get. So some episodes you might have liked, some episodes you might not have liked as much. Um, but it was an adventure every time, every weekend. And, you know, you got to give them credit for that. You know, it was competing against a whole bunch of Saturday morning cartoons for the most part until the 90s, where it probably did a lot better when cartoons kind of got the axe. But it definitely had its spot, and it definitely has a special spot in my heart as I remember watching it. Um, but there's no sense of me trying to delve into each and every story that that took place that would just bore the heck out of you guys. So the theme, theme song was, you know, eh. The title sequences were cool. They did their job. And the topics and the variety are cool. And the acting is hit or miss. The acting in this, I mean, you did have some real legit actors like I named off earlier, but you also had a bunch of one-time actors or people that were trying to get their break that maybe never had appeared in anything before or maybe never appear in anything after. So the acting is a little hit or miss. I will give you that much, but the writing is good. The stories are good, and I'm going to give you something in the next segment that should uh, prove to you about the writing. Um, The writing is top-notch in this episode, so the writing is definitely one of the good parts. Um, And with that, I think we will close out the good, the bad, and the ugly of the ABC Weekend Specials and move on to our next segment. Uh, What is that again? Things that make you go, hmm. That's right, it's time for a couple things that you might not know about ABC Weekend Specials, although I'm assuming that a lot of this for everybody is stuff that you don't know. But um, one thing that I didn't know is that there was a number of different presenters um, that introduced these stories and began the show. Beginning in 1979, the series was hosted by Michael Young, who served as host of the show for two seasons. So he was not around for a great deal of time, and I absolutely do not remember him at all. Uh, apparently he had a 25-year entertainment career. Um, he was recognized, uh, he's an Emmy Award winner. Um, ABC's Kids Are People 2, ESPN Sports, Young Talent Time, CBS's Miss Teen USA. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't recognize him at any of that stuff, but he did it for two years. And then we had uh, 1981 Willie Tyler took over. Uh, Willie Tyler was an African-American ventriloquist, comedian, actor, whatever you want to call it. He first appeared in uh, Roan and Martin's Laugh-In. He was born in 1940, so he would have been, you know, about, well, about in his prime when this show started, and he and his puppet Lester took over as co-host of the series in 1981. Now, they appeared in the opening segment introducing uh, the week's episode, as well as the ending segment wrapping up the show, and he would often uh, recommend the book that that week's episode had been based on to the viewers. So he was there in about uh, 1981 bef- until O.G. Readmore took over. And O.G. Readmore took over in 1984, so Willie Tyler and and his puppet Lester did it for about three years, 1981 to 1984, and then Captain O.G. Readmore took over from 1984 until the end of the run, 1997, and he obviously became the iconic um, figure of ABC Weekend Specials. If anybody remembers anything about ABC Weekend Specials, it's Captain O.G. Readmore. Um, another thing you might not know about ABC Weekend Specials is 
that the show featured episodes written or based on the writings of um, Mark Twain. Uh, you had Mark Evanier, who was a current person writing for the show. You had stuff that was written by or based on books by Judy Bloom and Beverly Cleary. So, I mean, the writing for this show was top-notch kids' writing. They did it right. And, you know, obviously they were doing it to recommend some of these books afterwards, so that kind of goes hand-in-hand. And the third thing you might not know about ABC Weekend Specials is it got 12 Daytime Emmy nominations, and it won six of them. So it was nominated in total for about 18 and won six of them. So 12 singular nominations, six wins. It also got nominated for Peabody Awards, Young Artist Awards, uh, all kinds of different awards that it got nominated and won for. And like most educational kids stuff, it, it got its props. So those are the three things that I didn't know about ABC Weekend Specials. We're actually going to skip the Where Are They Now section since it's more just cameos, voice work, and uh, guest spots. So we're going to take a quick break, and you're going to hear some of the OG Readmore public service announcements as well as some other retro goodness and some GeekCast radio commercials. So stick with us, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Today on the Weekend Special... Your if I see another mouse on the premises, you're fired. I, I don't know where to go. You're not coming to school with me, and that's final. Yes, I am. It's an all-new adventure for Ralph S. Mouse on the weekend special today. Yes, that's for smart. Hey guys, it's Optimus Solo from GeekCast Radio Network's The Telecast, coming to you with an important message about our listeners' choice episode. That's right, for the first time in GeekCast Radio Network history, we are giving you, the listener, a chance to choose the topic in one of our shows. This is how you can cast your vote for what the topic should be. Head on over to GeekCastRadio.com and click on the Telecast tab at the top of the page. Once there, you can find our complete Season 1 schedule with all 35 episodes. Please look this over, because we would hate for you to cast your vote for a show that is already on our schedule. Once you've done this, just scroll to the section titled Listener's Choice and click on the Comments button. All that's left for you to do now is to cast your vote through a comment. For example, you might say, Hey, I see that Nick Arcade is not in your Season 1 lineup, so I'd like to cast a vote for Nick Arcade to be the Listener's Choice episode. It's that simple. So please go cast your vote for your favorite show, and stay tuned for Episode 34 to see which show becomes our very first Listener's Choice. That does it for now. This has been Optimus Solo from The Telecast. Hello, O.G. Readmore here. And Vincent Price. We're here to introduce today's ABC Weekend Special, part two of The Ghost of Thomas Kim. It's a chilling tale about a poltergeist based on this book by Penelope Lively. Vincent, I'm afraid I don't believe someone can make himself disappear. Well, then I'm going to have to prove it to you. Watch. But don't blink. Huh? Well, if he can do it, I can do it. You can now hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Blackberry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smart way to listen to radio. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. 
Captain O.G. Rebor here. I've got a great suggestion for fun that's out of sight. Get the family together for a family reading night. Turn Grandma in to Captain Hook. Let Dad play guns again. Pick your favorite book, give out the books, and let the fun begin. It's hilarious. <laughs> and it's easy. And it's great for any weather. Read a book tonight. You'll see I'm right. <laughs> reading is so together. Hey everybody, it's Optimus Solo from GeekCast Radio Network's new show, The Telecast, with some important information on our theme song contest. The rules for this contest are pretty simple. In season one of The Telecast, we will be covering 33 classic kids shows from the 80s and 90s. Obviously, all of these shows had theme songs, which sometimes can be the most memorable part of a show. This contest is going to test your memory on those theme songs. How is that, you may ask? Well, because we have taken 32 of those classic theme songs and smashed them into one three-minute clip. Your job is to identify the order in which these 32 shows appear in that three-minute clip. Also, you must be able to identify which one of the 33 shows was left out of the clip. Some of the shows should be fairly easy for you to identify, while others may be a bit trickier. For a list of all of the shows in Season 1 and more information on the contest, visit the Telecast page at geekcastradio.com. Also, remember to tune in to every episode of the Telecast, because each episode will contain that show's theme song in its entirety at the beginning of the show, as well as the three-minute contest song towards the end of the show. This has been Optimus Solo from the Telecast, saying good luck and happy listening. Captain O.G. Readmore here. If they send the mouse to outer space with Hawaii's getting snow, if a Martian lands on Thompson Street, you'll be the first to know. If you read the daily papers and your favorite magazine, you'll be out in front and in the know on all the latest scenes. You can tell your friends. <laughs> you heard it first. And you'll hold the latest news. So read the paper and some magazines. Because reading is what's news. <laughs> Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Next on the weekend special, meet a very mischievous ghost. How do I get rid of someone I can't even see? Who gets his kicks at playing tricks. It was you who released the ghost. Don't miss the chilling conclusion of the ghost of Thomas Kemp. Alright, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break and maybe learned a thing or two. Um, basically, at this point in the show, we usually tell you how you can get your hands on some of whatever the topic is this time abc weekend specials and how you can watch the show um it's very sad this week because unfortunately the abc weekend specials has not survived too much uh as far as 
in ways that you can watch it. There are no DVDs for the ABC Weekend Specials at this point, so it's not going to be available on Netflix, it's not going to be available on iTunes. The only way for you to get a glimpse of what the ABC Weekend Specials are like is either, number one, dig your old VHS tapes that you taped them on out, or find someone that did, or go on to old trusty YouTube in which you will see, um, you can get some intro videos, you can see the opening sequence, you know, especially the most uh, classic one, I think it does have some of the 90s ones on there as well. So you can see the intro, you can see what O.G. Readmore looked like, uh, you can hear him do his thing, and you can actually see a few episodes. There is at least one full three-part episode on there, and there is clips here and there of other stuff, but uh, there is one specific, I believe it's called the riddle room um there's another word in there the red riddle room maybe that you the red room riddle from 1983 season six um and it has it broken down into that was just a one-parter but obviously on youtube it's broken into like two or three parts and you can see that whole one um it's not going to give you a great uh, synopsis of what abc weekend specials was all about it's going to give you one specific episode out of uh, over 130 um so it's not a good barometer on how good or bad the show was but at least you can see that episode you can't really see a lot of the animation by searching for abc weekend specials but if you search for some of the actual episode titles you might be able to find little bits here and there um that did appear on the abc weekend special so unfortunately you are stuck with youtube as your only option and there's not a ton of available on youtube you really have to be able to do some searching and know what to type in to find what you want to find outside of that uh, red room riddle which you can watch in in its entirety um, so this is the point where we usually pull out the IGN replacement crew and try to do a better job than they do of ranking things. And out of the one through four stars for the ABC Weekend Specials, I'm going to have to give this a two with a with an asterisk. Uh, two means I love the show back in the day, but I really don't have any desire to watch it again. And the, the thing I don't have a desire to watch now is the live action, because that's something that could really only appeal to you in that time period and when you are a kid. Um, because it's dated, it's stylistic um, to that time period, so it's really not going to appeal to you now. But I put the asterisk next to it because I would like a collection of all of the animation that appeared on the ABC Weekend Special on a DVD set. That would be cool to be able to see all the different um, animated works I did so I could hear all of my favorite voice actors doing their thing and all those other epic ones that they're listed there. That would be cool to have a, a collection of just the animation from the ABC Weekend Specials because that's the part I really don't remember as well and it, it takes some digging to find on YouTube, so I would like to watch it that way. But I'll give it a two out of four stars on this one. So, that does it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank absolutely nobody for helping me uh, today. I hope nobody takes offense to that. I just completely mean that as a joke. But I would like to thank you guys, the listeners, for joining us here on the Telecast. And if you want to leave us feedback on the show, there are a couple main ways to do that. First, you can visit the website, www.geekcastradio.com. There's a Telecast thing right on the main page. You can click that. It gives all the different episodes of Telecast, as well as gives you information on both the theme song contest and the listener's choice episode, which is coming up very fast, um, about four or five episodes away from when I cover a topic of your choice. So if you want to help me choose the topic for episode 34, you need to go to geekcastradio.com immediately. 
Um, second, you can rate our show and leave us feedback in iTunes. Please do that. It's been a long time since we had iTunes feedback. We're still maintaining five stars in the U.S., five-star feedback. Um, but I'd like to hear some more stuff. You know, we're getting ready to wrap up season one and putting plans into motion for future seasons of the telecast. And the only way for us to improve our show and make it better is if you guys give us feedback. So please go to iTunes and write us up some feedback. Um, if you have comments that you think we'd like to uh, play in a future show, you can call the voicemail line 502-526-5821. And of course, if you want to keep up to date with all things GeekCast related, the best way to do that is to become a fan of us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio network so that does it for now we hope we succeeded in entertaining you informing you and most importantly unleashing the geek in you on this episode of the telecast and we hope that you will tune in for our next episode when we will continue and really kick it up a notch as far as our block of crazy shows and miscellaneous shows because we're going to get real crazy for these last two parts of this block and we're going to start by uh ringing the doorbell knocking on the door ringing you on the phone and asking you the simple question well actually making a statement to you and telling you who's there edit this all out we hope that we will tune in and we hope that you will tune in for our next episode when we continue our crazy block of shows and actually we finally kick it up a notch and really get crazy for these last two episodes of the block um, I just gotta simply say it, next episode well hey Vern it's Ernest For now, I'm your host, Optimus Solo, hoping that you guys will tune in in 10 days, or thereabouts, for another episode of The Telecast.
Best of time.